What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we're the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends talking sports, life, and everything in between. I can't help but do that with a smile on my face. Jordan, how you doing today, brother? Doing good. I am ultimately surprised that you got through the whole thing without messing up once. I know, I know. I think that's the, the TikTok in me now. Like, uh, you just, yeah, like, yeah. doing, like, Chandler reviews, I actually, like, you know what I'm saying, I still yeah. do the what's going on, everybody. Man, famous, it has famous been... Famous TikTok man now. It has been way too long. It has been. Holy cow, how just this... How, you can, our last episode was in January. Wasn't it January 17th? Yeah, it has to be, like, that, that's great. The yeah, it was after, the natty. after after we uh, won the Natty, we were still probably extremely hoarse. Probably, yeah. Still, still, still national champions, though. Woke yeah. up this morning as a yeah. national champion. You did. The, the, the 21, 22 defeated national champions. Uh, I mean, this incredible room we're sitting in. We're in a yeah. different room today. We are. In your office with we're... way more memorabilia than we had. It's crazy. How much cash, like, let's not say it because we're not going to put it out there, but think about how much cash we've spent since the last podcast oh, to today. On memorabilia combined. Thousands. I mean, it's ridiculous. That was even before, like, the big stat signing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah. ticket alone was near $500. Well, I spent, um, I'm not going to say how much, several hundred dollars yeah. just this weekend. Oh, I know. Just Saturday. Oh, for sure. Which, were, it looks incredible. He's referring to a, like, custom dual autographed jersey of Andrew Jones and Chipper Jones. It looks incredible. You can check that out. You need to really post this stuff on your Instagram. That's true. I don't you do really should be. We I really do should be mostly. Which I'm, I always get nervous. I'm like, bro, if people see what I got, they're going to want it. That's true. <laughs> I always That's think true. about that, bro. Which, hey, which, hey, hey, put an offer. Everything's got a price. Right. Everything's got a price. Ain't, ain't that the dang truth? Uh, let's see some re- like you're getting you're getting married, which we knew. Yeah, we're coming up on that. We're like we are. four months away, three months, four. Let's stay the 18th. So November. Almost, almost four months to the day. Almost four months. Tomorrow is four months to the day. That's it. I'm now three three weeks away from moving to Kentucky. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I can't tell you how many people have gone, are you going to be a Kentucky fan now? They're, they don't know me. Right, right. right. Asked, I mean, of course. Of course. You switch a state, you freaking switch teams. Of course not. I will be in Rupp Arena when the dogs come to town. I cool. will. Oh, for sure. I will definitely be catching, you know, every single football game that I possibly can. Me and Uncle Brian even talked this weekend about, like, you know, North Carolina versus North Carolina State. Like, could, could we get to some of these, like, big marquee games yeah, that are, yeah. like, famous in the history of college football? We'll definitely try that. One thing I want to say off top is uh, this is going to be our last episode for a while. That's another reason why I'm smiling because it's like it's like don't cry because it's over, laugh because it happened. You don't smile because it happened. Uh, I just want to say, I, and I, obviously I want to give you a chance to speak on this too. But like, ain't it crazy that we were literally sitting there one day and we were like, bro, we talk about college football all the time. Yep. Let's do a podcast. Transition that into just an all around podcast where we would talk about like high school stuff and video games and movies yeah. and music and and we have gotten a ridiculous amount of support like can you believe like our like our best episode like like we we were like holding like 50 60 100 plus viewership yeah just two dudes talking about and two i feel like most podcasts you you enjoy you fall in love with the person first like look at logan paul oh yeah like everybody yeah. liked logan paul or joe right. rogan you know joe rogan before the joe rogan podcast nobody knows us like so many of our viewership is people yeah. who like we've never met they still decide to listen to our podcast which is just awesome so from me i'll let jordan say his piece for me i just want to say thank everybody for the just incredible support. Like, we've both been stopped publicly multiple, multiple times yep. of people who are like, yo, we enjoy the podcast. And genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, 
Uh, we probably would do it if only five people listened, but yeah. it just it, it, it means the world this past, like, how many episodes did we do? Like 40, 50, somewhere in there? I think it, close to 40. We close literally 40. could confirm it by just opening up our phone. Yeah. But just from the <laughs> bottom of my heart, personally, I just want to thank everybody. I hope everybody who listened gained something from just sitting and listening to us talk. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely appreciate it as well. Somebody at, at work said something, I can't remember what the conversation was about, but I literally replied with, I'm literally just a dude who sleeps, eats, goes to the gym, and talks successfully about college football. I'm not that interesting. So the fact that anybody, period, got on here on a weekly basis and listened to me talk about college football, which I do. Anyway, if you see me in person, it's probably one of the one of the few subjects I talk about is phenomenal to me. It was, one of the few subjects you talk about well. No, that's definitely <laughs> – that's very accurate. Probably one of the only ones Listen I talk about well. Listen to this man talk about movies. Uh, it's trash. Uh, uh, TV shows. He likes The Office trash. Freaking video games. He's only played like two or three his whole life. Yeah, Obviously, I'm yeah, joking on accurate. all this. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the fact that anybody come on here and, you know, took it for what they would. I hope nobody lost any money off what I've said over the years. <laughs> don't, That's uh, actually a great thing to think about. Don't, don't take any betting advice on me. I'm just giving my opinion. Shoot, before Wait. this, before last year, I would be very confident to tell somebody, listen, take what I'm telling you to the bank. Yeah. Like I really would, which granted you have to understand it's sports right. betting, right. right? There's, there's absolutely no guarantees. Okay. This, these, it's. We'll say there's no guarantees in 18 to 21 year olds playing college football. There's no guarantees in any sport yeah, ever, yeah, well, like absolutely ever. I'm just saying too. Some of my picks for today that we're gonna go over. I mean, you know, I have logic to back it up. But welcome uh, to preseason college football picking, yeah. which is absolutely stupid. So great segue there. Today's episode, we will give our way too early uh, conference winners, conference champions, playoff, both rounds. Yep. And national title because yep. it makes complete sense to do that 47 days before the season absolutely. kicks off, of and course. you don't know absolutely anything. Uh, but let's start here. There's been so much that has happened since we just sat in these chairs, and mm-hmm. I, I was telling you right before we started, it's excellent that today is the day that we get to do this because talking season has begun. It has today. SEC media days kicks off. That is normally the beginning of kind of the push towards week zero and the push towards the uh, the genesis of the college football season. Yep. And uh, and obviously it starts and they've they've branded it talking season the past four or five days. Yep. I mean past four or five years. Um, and to me. Obviously, I'm very interested to see what what Kirby Smart says. I, I like the representatives yep, yep. that George is bringing with Nolan Smith instead. Wednesday, right? Um, yes, we we go on Wednesday. Today was a uh, um, LSU, Ole Miss, and I believe Missouri okay. with, with Coach D. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to try to pronounce that that last name as Drinkwitz. Drink, it's Drinkwitz, but I just I, I feel like I'll butcher it if I try too hard. Um, but uh, but to me, the highlight of talking season has to be. When Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban take the podium on, I believe, what is the same day. I don't – actually, I think A&M might be either Wednesday or Thursday. Alabama will be tomorrow. They'll highlight their day. Gotcha. What do you think about all this, dude? What do you think about all that happened between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher wrapped up in the NIL situation? So, uh, I gave my thoughts on Facebook right after this happened. But, essentially, Jimbo – how do I want to word this? Nick Saban, at the core of his argument, is completely 100% right. NIL is just is too loose. The, the definitions of how you can do things are too loose, and there needs to be some sort of restrictions. One thing that I've suggested, and this will help the transfer portal out too, is if you decide to transfer to another school, you decide to forfeit at least a year's worth of NIL money. 
I think that'll help out things a lot. But anyway, that's a different conversation for a different day. Nick is right at the core of his argument. However, Jimbo, I don't think, did anything wrong. Unless something comes out that says he did, I think he did. We'll operate right now on the fact that he did nothing wrong. So, I I think he did everything by the books. I don't think he did anything wrong. But the fact that he he keeps this narrative going for himself. It's like, we recruited these players. It had nothing to do with money. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that either. You don't go from the recruiting classes they've had and – what did that? What were they last season? Like seven and five or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. You don't come off which a, they lost their starting quarterback. Yeah, they I did. mean that's, they did, but you don't come off a seven and five season and get the number one recruiting class. You look at the last few before them, which were Georgia and Alabama, and you look at the seasons they've had previously. You're talking about one, two lost seasons, and they lose five games and get the number one recruiting class, bruh. It it wasn't just recruiting strategy. I promise you that. And then at the same time, Nick, I think, needs to fess up a little bit, too, and be like, he's used that whole parameter to his advantage, too. Of course. He, long and, and so many teams have done it, not just Nick Saban, Alabama. No, not Long before it was legal, this was going on. 100%. He's not just going – and granted, he's got a great pitch. You know, he, I've heard him – I've heard what he says before. He goes in there and says, hey, every player I've ever recruited at Alabama has won a national championship. It's a great recruiting pitch. That's freaking crazy. 100%. Like that's when you think about that. Oh yeah, that's it's freaking insane. crazy. But this day and age, there's some dude that lives in a poor part of the country who's a great football player, and the pitch he's listening to is, "Hey, I can get you a million, two million dollars. We can get grandma out of the bad situation she's in and get her in a big house." That's what he's listening to. He's wanting the money right now. It's not the same as it was. Back in 2010 when Nick Saban was recruiting. So, he's using it. He has used it. And he's using it, too, right now to his advantage. He's got to be. So, I I think both of them need to understand that they're both in the wrong a little bit. But, ultimately, Nick Saban's right. Jimbo's right. It's just – it's a weird situation. It really is. I agree. What I'll say, though, honestly, everything you said, I pretty much blatantly agree with. Because you and I have had multiple talks on this because we don't have to have these microphones in our hands to have freaking these conversations. But Nick Saban really exposed, I think, some. what it looks like to me is Nick Saban exposed some insecurities when he said that, right? Oh, 100%. uh, I fully believe he's correct. Money definitely has something to do with Texas A&M. Yeah. You know, money... It's just clear. There's no negating that. Yeah. I don't. I'm not wholeheartedly in that. That money is everything because right. you're still. I mean, Texas A&M too also recruits itself. You're yeah. in, Texas is one of the massive states for high school football and obviously college football. Kyle Field, uh, Jimbo Fisher's a national championship winning coach. Like, there's a lot of things that go into still Texas A&M. And two, you also got to remember you're competing with other schools that also have these massive NIL deals. Right. Did it help? Of course it did. Does Texas oil money help? Of course it does. But the root of all of this, and just kind of in case this in talking season, is that last year, and we all laughed at him. I remember sitting in the room with my dad and my brother and just literally laughing at what was coming down the track in terms of Nick Saban when Jimbo Fisher stood on the mic, and I'm paraphrasing here, but said he's going to whoop that man's tail. Yeah. And he used he used a word worse than that. Yeah. He said, bro, they said, what do you think about Alabama and Nick Saban now that you're going to play him every year? Oh, I'm going to freaking whoop his tail. Yeah. And guess what? He did it. The man cashed the check that his mouth probably shouldn't have written. I agree. And if you don't think that freaking tick Nick Saban off, I guarantee you he loses sleep about oh, 100%. that game. That, that game didn't hold 
Alabama back from anything. Yeah. But holy cow! And now, what what is Jimbo gonna say now? Oh yeah. I That's mean, because they were they were not once all this stuff was going on three months ago, whenever it was. They were not shy. I mean, Jimbo Fitcher called him classless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He had all kind of insults. I don't want to put words in Jimbo's mouth because I can't pull exactly what he said. But, I mean, holy cow. And you're right. Yeah. The NIL discussion, listen, two people sitting in your office right now that no, that, that have no say in college football are right. not going to solve the world's problems. Should there be parameters and limits on what's going on? Of course. Could it possibly damper and or ruin the game of college football? Of course. Yeah. But, uh, but I just – I love – that was just so much fun to watch. And also, too, I think that – conversation that these two coaches were having very publicly has a much grander uh, impact on college football as a whole and where NIL has taken us and yeah. where we will eventually end up. Uh, we now have su- we, we now have super conferences forming just in honestly everywhere. Gosh. I literally told you the other day I was like there's a part of you that would love to just fall asleep until like 2029 where all this is worked out. Yeah. And the NIL stuff is done, the conference realignment is done no matter what it looks like. Yeah. Um Steve Sarkeesian got on the mic yesterday and, you know, talking about he's still down for uh, expanding the college football playoff and all this stuff. Yeah. Greg Sankey today at SC Media Day says, we are not going to fold on conference champions. If you, A conference champion should not get an automatic bid. Conferences right. are built differently. I think we would all agree with that. Yeah. But uh, it's just it's, it's the wild, wild west out here. It's and crazy. some of it is extremely fun to watch. It is. I yeah. mean, it, it really is. It's a lot of drama. Uh, do we go right into do we go right into the to the season here or is there anything else we need to address? I mean, I, th- I think the only thing that we might need to bring up is the old uh, the old prodigy Arch Manning. Arch Manning. Arch Manning. You know, it's so funny. I was actually thinking about this cuz I was like, I wonder will will we bring that up. And and two, uh this is a point to later us picking. This is the hardest season I've ever had to pick. Yep. Number one, I hadn't got to do enough homework because yep. obviously I'm moving life, you know, yep. jobs, wife, family, all this stuff. But number two, because there is so much chaos in college football. There is. Look yeah. at just the quarterback carousel that happened. Sure. And what you're referencing here, Arch Manning decides to go to Texas yep. uh, over Georgia. the University of Georgia and Al- and Alabama, even though it ended up being a two-man race there in the end. What do you think? It's, you know, I, I see so much of it. I think – I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what my opinion is. To be honest, I, I think he comes in in red shirts. I really do. I don't think he plays year one at Texas. I think Quinn Ewers is going to get that extra year, go to the draft after next year, and then Arch is going to come in fresh, his sophomore redshirt freshman year, however you want to say it. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I think what this I think means. A lot of that depends on what does Quinn do this. That's year. true too. Because that that's true too. that's the that's the cool thing about Texas and Quinn. Yeah. Is he th- he has a year to audition? Yeah, absolutely. Just say, hey, I know this kid's coming in, but like, watch what I can do, Coach. Absolutely. the The conversation with Arch is evolving more and more. I read the other day on two four seven that there's a lot of recruiters, and even two four seven is expecting Nico, the kid that's going to Tennessee, to overtake Arch for the number one recruit in that class before the recruiting cycle is over with. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But it's not even quarterback play for Arch, right? Like that that kid could come in. And just absolutely be awful, right? It's just it could be awful. And the thing about it is, it's not his game time. It's what does he bring? You saw immediately the the second That's he the, key. the second he committed, Texas got three or four more recruits that week. He's going to bring in more recruits. Who doesn't want to play around the Mannings? 
Facts. Arch isn't just going to be there. It's going to be Peyton. It's going to be Eli. It's going to be Archie. And not only the recruits, but you get to be around. Like, you get to learn from the Mannings. Like, it's the quarterbacks on that team are going to benefit so much from Arch just being there. And it has nothing to do with Arch. So, he brings a lot more than the play to Texas. He could be the next great. He could be your next Heisman winner, whatever. But if he's not, if he's a complete bust. He could be bust, a major bust. He could be a major bust. If he is a bust, though, what else does he bring to Texas that helps him out? That is very true. And also, like, let's say he is a bust. All those people will go elsewhere. That's the, that's the crazy thing about today's uh, landscape of college football is, you yep. know, if I'm like, dang, I'm a wide receiver. I'm a five-star in the state of Texas. Sure, I'll play with Arch Manning. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's not as good as I thought he was? Well, let me just go somewhere else. 100%. Um, I think it's funny. Obviously, like, I think every every fan base gets kind of butt hurt and does this. You know, whenever uh, Arch pretty much wiped Alabama yeah. out of the recruiting race, Alabama fans are like, oh, he wasn't that good. I will say this. There is a large and – loud part of the Georgia fan base that was say I'm talking n- not fans but like uh like people who break down game yeah, film yeah, and yeah. stuff who are also fans like people who yeah, have paid yeah. subscriptions like way people who have been doing this way longer and are way smarter yeah. than us who who have said for a while but way before he committed to Texas and are now probably saying it a little louder for the people in the back to make us feel better yeah. that you know if you take the name and the gravitas away from what the kid is he's not all that great so it makes it it makes it really exciting to watch, yeah, yeah. especially to me with Quinn being there. It makes it even yeah, more exciting yeah. to watch. It'll be interesting to see how he plays out again, though. Texas's next, maybe not in this one necessarily, but their next recruiting cycle, especially, I would watch out for that recruiting cycle. Oh, it could be the best ever. Yeah, 100%. just because of everything they're pulling in. Exactly. But winning matters. It does. Like yeah. winning matters. If Texas, this is probably like even though Arch won't play. This is such an important time for Coach Stark because yeah. you have to prove to these kids, it don't matter how much money, I, I believe it doesn't matter how much money you're paying them. Yeah. you got to prove you can win. Oh, yeah. Just sure. like Tennessee, this they, they're spending $8 million on a quarterback. Yeah. If, he, if he don't come out and yeah. win, they ain't never, never going to spend $8 million again on a quarterback. Yeah. The, the market will correct itself, I 100%. promise. Every, everything will, will all, uh, what is it, everything comes out in the wash. Yeah, I think that's everything will work. Everything close. will work out in a rolling tire going uphill when you're eating freaking cereal. That's right. That's right. That's that right. Grandma Granny, used to say Granny that. Granny always said it. All right, man. So, so let's get into the to the, the season. Let's do it. Forty seven days away. Talking season begins today. Um, what are kind of like? What are some general, genuine, genuine, general thoughts as you just kind of set up how you're going to think about this season? What do you expect? So forth and so on. I hadn't even thought about that question, to be honest with you. I, I think my thing is, for for the most part, I think this season should play out as expected, whereas last season, nothing played out as expected. See, I think I think we're in store. Not for as much, because I don't, like, last year was an anomaly, I yeah. think. Yeah. At least I'd like to hope so, even though it was a blast to watch as yeah. a fan. Yeah. But I, I, I think we're in turns for chaos, just because of how depends, much flip man. over there it, is. That's true. It depends. But Okay, so just a prime example. This is going to give away one of my picks, kind of. Pitt, right? Pitt came out of the woodwork just randomly. Didn't, like, nowhere Kenny near. Pickett just, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett and Addison just yeah. balled out. But yeah. both of them are gone. Am I expecting Facts. the Pitt to have another Kenny Pickett on the sideline? Honestly, no. They could. They could. They could. But honestly, no. Like, I expect Pitt to be where Pitt normally would be in a regular season. So, while they won their division in the ACC last year, do I expect them to do it again? No, not at all. 
That's a good point. But they did get they got the kid from uh from USC. That's, That's true. the thing. That is the that is the craziest part. We literally have like fifteen to twenty high profile teams that got high profile quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one question they're asking uh LSU head coach, I'm forgetting, busting on his name, family. Well, I've literally heard his Brian name Kelly. all day. Yes, thank you. Brian Kelly, the one question they're asking him all see me today is who's going to start? Yep. Who, who's your quarterback? Yep. That's your, the biggest question you have to answer. Which and his situation is a little bit different than a lot of people. It is. People. No, it definitely is. And uh, also, I just want to say this. Um, Watching Brian Kelly today in his, in, his, uh, in his SEC Media Day appearance, his first one ever, that man, whenever that whole family stuff happened, yeah. He took an absolute right hook to the temple. Oh, yeah. And it should have knocked him square out. That man has handled that like an absolute boss. Yeah. He literally referenced it today. He said, I got three accents all into one, a Boston one, a something else, and now a Southern <laughs> one, a Cajun one. Like, he's going all in. I got to give him a lot of respect for handling that. Yeah. And, and he's also recruiting pretty well, well kind of behind the scenes I think that's there. probably because you can actually understand him compared to the Guilty last old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Tigers, Fast Brothers Podcast. Precisely. Yeah, I'm with you. Um... For me, I'm I'm kind of right in there with you. I could, and obviously your two options are it plays out as expected or there's chaos. Yeah. But I and I could see both happening. But I think I do lean more into chaos because there is so much turnover. Like it's true. I look at somebody like, uh, and, and this was a shock to me, right? So today they talk about Heisman finalists and talking yeah. season on College Football Live, and uh, the I can't remember if it was Bear, one of the high profile guys picks his candidate to win. The Heisman. Yeah. He picks Dylan Gabriel at the University really? of Oklahoma. Yes. See, I don't and, see that. And, oh, I don't either. But at the same time, you sit back and you go, well, yeah, the dude's going to have receivers all around him. They don't really play freaking defense in the Big 12. Yeah. Yeah, you could free, you could average 400 yards a game, no That's problem. True. That's you, true. And you have these. I don't have Oklahoma winning the conference. I don't Spoiler have Oklahoma alert, going. I don't have Oklahoma going to the Big 12 <laughs> title game. But – Maybe you know what I'm saying. It could happen. Yeah, and, yeah. and this all comes with, with. Please listen to this massive disclaimer before we start actually throwing some team names out here. We are 47 days away from the first football game. Yep. We have no idea what is going to happen. We can't see the future. We don't know injuries. Freaking, there might be another COVID outbreak, and the season doesn't even happen. Lord, you know, God forbid. Yeah. We have no clue what is going on other than we just enjoy sitting around speculating, and we will do the best we can. And if we're right, we'll sit back and go, sure, we were right, of exactly. course. I, will, I won't do that. I'll still tell you that this is stupid. And if we're wrong, we'll sit back and go, of course this is stupid. This is way too early to be picking college football teams. So, with that being said, I'll let you – what conference you want to do first? Let's just do ACC, going alphabetical order. Why ACC, not? I don't even need it, but let me All pull right. up. I think this is – I love that we're starting with this. I think we're going to disagree you, off, we might, off the we rip. Might. Um, the, you know, this has been one of the big talking points. Mm. Me and you have spoken about this uh, a great deal. You're very much on one side of the fence, water in your lawn, which I love. I love I, I, I love when, when we all stick to our convictions. Uh, I have Miami, yeah, playing in yep. the in the uh, ACC title game. Okay. Love what Tyler Van Dyke's doing. Yeah, coach yep. uh, Coach Cristobal being there now, I think is huge. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. He's recruiting very well. Yeah, not going to matter for this season, but he is recruiting very well. They've got some good transfers out of the transfer portal, and uh, who do you think I've got them playing? If you just had to guess, which I've set it up now. Knowing you, I'm uh, you got to have Clemson. I've got him playing Clemson. I've got him playing Clemson. And the one reason I've got him playing Clemson, other than obviously Dabo Sweeney, top five recruiting always, all this stuff, you know, multiple national titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
DJU. DJU wow. <laughs> is going to come out, and this man is going to ball. And I'm not saying he goes to the playoffs. This, that, and the other. Okay, let me ask you a question. If he goes 9-3, and three, is that a successful season in your mind? For Clemson or for him? For him and Clemson. For him, yes. For Clemson, no. I mean, I get what you're saying, but he if he's the starting quarterback, he is Clemson. Well, I mean, I get if, your sentiment. If you wanna, I get if, your sentiment. If you want to go that way, sure. Let me just tell you what's going to happen. Listen, I just said we can't see the future. I can see the future in this one. Okay. Clemson and DJU is going to ball out, and yep. you're going you're going to have to text him and be like, you know what, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I should have hopped on the DJ train early. Let me let me tell you my prediction. Oh wait, also dark horse, uh, South not South Carolina State, definitely not North Carolina State is my dark horse, mm, and you nice. could easily have them in there playing. I think North Carolina – what North Carolina State did last year, that quarterback is an absolute freaking dynamite yep. football player. Watch out for North yep. Carolina yep. State. Let me tell you my prediction on Clemson. This is mine. Marley's trying – Marley, your dog, wants to come in and give her thoughts door. on the ACC. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have any good ones. Uh, by halfway through the season, Cade Klubnick is the starting quarterback at the Clemson. No shot. Because the DJ is doing so poorly. That is my prediction for Clemson. But here's here's my my predictions for the conference. Uh, I will copy you with Miami. Um, let's be honest. I just already said it. Pitt was their biggest competition last year. Pitt lost their two biggest weapons in the whole school. Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison, they're both gone. So, uh, Miami's, uh, to me, just the obvious choice here. I think Mario Cristobal, what he's doing that conference or with that team is going to be phenomenal. Tyler Van Dyke has been talked about to be a Heisman possibility. So, I think and they I got a quarterback. See, I can see it. I can, I can see I can. it. He hey, he great. balled out last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I have them playing NC State in the ACC title game. Again, you said it, Drew, Drew Leary balled out last year. I can Freaking see NC State doing it again. Dude. Uh, I, I think they'll go head-to-head in the conference title game. My dark horse, I'm going to put Wake Forest as my dark horse. They, they they balled out on offense last year. I think they can do it again this year. Defense has a lot to be desired. But oh, bro, that defense was freaking we'll – I think happens. you and I could have scored on that defense Quite last possibly. year. I mean, I dig, I dig the pick for sure. I mean, I, I like combined out of our – obviously, I don't have Wake Forest, but – um, I'm telling you, dude, I think I think you better get ready for Clemson. Uh, you better get ready, brother. I think not. All right, where are we going next? Big uh, 10, alphabetical order. Can we get the one out of the way that I think is just unanimous decision? SEC? Yeah. Bama, Georgia? It's, it's Bama, Georgia. Yeah. I mean, as I look at the landscape of the SEC, um, I, I mean, Texas A&M has to be a, a dark horse. That That's my dark horse. I, honestly, I didn't even really bother picking one. It was just clearly Texas yeah. A&M. Um, I think Tennessee's interesting in the East. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. like I've seen a lot of mock-ups of what Georgia's W's and L's look like. Yeah. And the one loss I think that's consensus is either Oregon, Florida, or Tennessee. And much more often it's Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so I definitely wouldn't overlook them. Anthony Richardson is a great quarterback. Yeah. Or, or has the potential to be a great quarterback. I yeah. don't think he's great yet. No. Um, I think with a whole nother spring, especially now getting the first team reps, he has the potential to be great. Yeah. I would probably put him in the good category. He's a good yeah. player. He, he you is. know, he, he's he a can, good he can be. Yes, he can be. Um, but I think uh, it's it's got to be Bama. It's got to be Georgia. Yeah, I agree. And they're going to meet in Atlanta like they have, you know, three out of the last five years, it yep. feels like. And, Certainly. Uh, and Texas A&M will be biting at Bama's heels, yep. and we'll see what they yep. can do. I'm actually going to pick Tennessee as my dark horse. I think Tennessee under Josh Heupel in year two is going to be a lot better set up. 
So you think Tennessee, so in the game of the odds, you think Tennessee has more of a chance to knock off Georgia than Texas A&M with a much better team has to knock off Alabama, which they did last year? Yeah, uh, with Hendon Hooker in that offense, I think so. I mean, I can see. I mean, I I respect it. Here's my argument with Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is not going to be a middle road team. They're going to be one of two classifications. They're either going to go 11-1 and and just lose to Bama and Bryant-Denny, and that's it. Or they're going to go seven and five and just drop plenty of games. I actually agree with you. I agree. I think the 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 mental aspect of what they're going to go through is huge. Yeah. So I, I don't know how what it's going to look like for them. Um, it, it, part of me says lean toward the toward the latter and say they're going to go seven and five. I could see nine and three. Uh, nine and three. But I've said it before. I've said it since they got that recruiting class. Anything under eleven and one is a bad season for Jimbo at this point. With with how much money they've paid out yeah. to get that recruiting class. If you you can lose to Bama, you're in year five, dude. You're the, in the, year five. The massive question mark though is is the quarterback. I agree. Is yeah. is you 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 can assume who your starter is going to be, but like any time a team comes in, no matter how good they are, and you don't have a for sure starter, and I can tell you that because Georgia's gone through that literally like the last three yep. years of yep. college football. We don't know who the starter is. This is the first time in four years. It's just a massive question mark, and and maybe somebody answers the call and he goes eleven and one or twelve and zero, even. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? It's just so much question, so many yeah. questions linger because you don't have a QB one. Yeah, yeah, I agree with a that. Clear QB one. They might know, but obviously yeah. we don't. Um, are we picking? Well, we'll pick winners, I guess. Whenever we do we'll the play, the whenever yeah, we playoff. do the playoffs. All right, where you want to go now? You said Big Ten or Big, Big 12? Ten? Why not? You want to get half of it out of the way because I think we'll probably have the same. Oh half. my gosh, yes. The the people who wear scarlet and red, yeah, um, or scarlet and silver, it's yeah. freaking Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So who who do you have picked in the West? Though I think that's where we're going to be different. Maybe so. I have Wisconsin. Okay. And I and I think uh, and I think I could. I could see – I don't – I want to believe in Scott Frost so bad. <laughs> I want to believe in Scott Frost uh-huh. so dang bad. But – and they got a – I think they got a really high potential. It's the same thing with uh, who we just talked about, the quarterback. Oh, it's the same thing with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Casey yeah. Thompson has all the potential in the world. Yeah. We know that he has transferred into Nebraska. We have to assume he's going to be QB1. That's the other thing. We don't know. I would put if I pick Nebraska, all my eggs would be in the Casey Thompson basket. Yeah, yeah. And for all I know, he don't even play. It's true. Um, I'm a big Scott Frost fan. He literally was inventing new ways to lose last year at Nebraska. Yeah. They were literally four plays away from being like eleven and one. Yeah, like literally, that's not a stretch of the imagination. Um, and and I'm not confident in my Wisconsin pick either. Yeah, like I'm yeah. Grant Mertz and and what he brings to the table is. <laughs> Is, is is incredibly ungood. He yeah. is the definition of ungood. Oh, yeah. And then you flip 100%. the coin and he's great. Like, yeah. it's super tough. And honestly, that side of the division is, I don't want to say weak, but like, it's Ohio State and everybody else. Yeah, 100%. But in all that being said, I think I would say because of last season and the, I think, turn that they finally rounded the corner, I would put Michigan as my yep. dark horse. Yep. So, do you know you know what the over-under win total for Wisconsin is for this season? I would guess seven and a half. Eight and a half. You know what it is for Iowa? I would guess seven and a half. It is seven and a half. You know what it is for Nebraska? I would guess seven and a half. It is seven and yeah. a half. 
And ne- that's because they're all ne- going to eat each other. Oh, yeah. Ne- Nebraska last season, I- I'm going to get the stat a little wrong, but I believe it was they were 1-6 in six or 1-7 in seven in one possession games. Yep. I think you're right. One, I think it was – I think 1-7. and seven. But they, so they had eight one possession games last season. They wound up dropping seven of them. Nebraska was a coin flip away each of those literally games. from going eleven. They were and a one. coin flip a game from beating Ohio State. Oh my gosh, what one did, what, what did like nineteen to thirteen or something? Nineteen like to twenty six, I think is what it was, or twenty twenty six. Disgusting man. Nebraska, hear me out here. Nebraska will win their division. Nebraska will go to the Big Ten Championship and get throttled by Ohio State, but nonetheless, they will go to the Big Ten they Championship. They will be there. They will be there whenever freaking Ohio State comes. Dude, Ohio State is going to be, gonna be good. deadly, dude. But that I'll, offense, I'll man. copy the dark horse and say Michigan. I'm very curious what Michigan does this season with all the, the, the Jim Harbaugh drama with oh, there was Minnesota a lot of and all that good stuff. So, it'll be interesting. But that's that's my picks for the Big And you're team. referencing the Vikings, not the old Golden Gophers. That's there. right. Yes. That's right. That's Just to clear correct. up for anybody who didn't know, obviously there was the rumors that Jimbo Fisher would be leaving for the uh, for the purple team who plays in Minnesota in a, in a whole different yeah. sport. Yeah. Well, not sport, but – what would you call that? NFL versus college? Uh, level. Level. There you go. There's levels to this stuff. There's man. levels and, and to this Jimbo, game. And Jimbo said he wanted to stay in the more yeah. fun level. Absolutely. Um, I don't want to brush over Ohio State, though, man. They, uh, they're going to be good. Ryan, they're going to be good, man. CJ Stroud is leading the uh, Heisman the talk. Heisman talk. Yep. And two, you know, we can run these divisions up and down. Yeah. That is – that's possibly the weakest. That's possibly the weakest conference. Oh no doubt. I'm, I'm talking. Well, I won't say the weakest conference. The biggest difference between well, the front runner and yeah. everybody else. Well, their competition lost a lot. Michigan State lost Kenneth Walker, who was Bro, their Michigan backbone. State, I didn't think Michigan uh, State. I didn't never bought into the hype last year. Yeah. Definitely not buying into the hype. Penn this year. State love Mel with Tucker, Sean Clifford. But. Possibly. Oh no, for sure. You Possibly. gotta watch him. Manny Diaz on defense. Penn State's always been great defense. Yeah. Had great defense. He's a great DC. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Penn State was a couple games last year yeah. from, yeah, they from were. you know what I'm saying. So it'll be interesting. So uh you want a bunny hop two numbers over? Talk about the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve, I'm down. I'll let you go. I'll let you go first on All this right. one. So maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it's not. I'm going hook them. In one of the spots, and I'm going hook them. Hook em. It's, uh, I, mean, I, I, I got to go horns, man. It's I tough think to they're argue. back. I think they're back. I just no, they're not back. You just picking them to go to the. They're Big back 12 for the title. Big Twelve. Yeah, they're back for go. the Big Twelve. I was going to say, let's make sure because I mean, imagine. You know what I mean? Breaking news: Jordan Harris says Texas is back. <laughs> you got to be careful out here. These people are biting clips. But, I mean, let's look at their schedule. I mean, they play they play Alabama, which they're probably going to lose. That's Week to do with two, the Big man. 12. That'll be so much fun but to watch, though. Could you picture Texas if they were to upset Alabama? You picture the rest of their season. They could either downfall hard, or they could be just up and up. It could be either one. Let me just let me just tell you because you mentioned it, okay? Because you mentioned it. Did did Alabama look phenomenal against Georgia in the SC title game? Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, where did they look good last year? I agree. I, I mean, agree. I mean, I don't want to say they struggled against Cincinnati. They handled them mightily, and they even looked good against Georgia in the national title game. But but you know what I'm saying? That's Kind of semantics there. A close game in the national title game is always going to look good. But it shows a 15-point loss at the end yeah. of the day. It's a two-score-plus game. What up? Let's not forget that this Alabama team, who will be clearly better. Yeah. They yeah. will be better than they were last year. 
They almost lost about six ball games last year. Oh, yeah, I agree. There were even games we can say they should have lost last Watch year. Watch out now. Somebody's going to say we're biased. That's just facts. Ain't nobody, you can't, <laughs> hey, listen, court of law, can't disagree with facts, okay? You, you, you deal in facts, you can't ever lose an argument. So, we're talking, I mean, boys better come out with their heads on fire. That's all I'll say. All right, all right. Well, past Texas. Past Texas in the Big 12. Past Texas. I, ain't going, I was going to go on their schedule a little bit. I ain't going to go into it. Past Texas, there was four teams with winning records last week, last or winning conference records let last me, year. Let me try to name, name them. Oh, conference record. Conference. Oh, okay, Oklahoma State, Baylor, uh, freaking Oklahoma, yep. and is it Texas? No, it's not Texas. Besides Texas, Texas had a losing record anyway. Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah, that's okay. So yeah. Iowa State has lost Brock Purdy and Brees Hall. Let's just knock them out. There, that's gone. bad. Yeah, they're bad. gone. Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma will do well under Brett Venables. I think they're going to have a, they're going to need a transition period. I don't think this is their year. It's not I their think. year, but they they'll be at the, they'll still be at the top of the division, possibly with Dylan I mean, Gabriel and that maybe. offense because nobody plays defense. That's true. That's I mean, true. Oklahoma State a little bit. I mean, I mean, look at Texas's freaking defense last year. Yeah, like just as an example, that Red River game, you're up twenty eight to three and you lose. Yeah. Like come the freak on. I agree. Um, so that leaves you upset about that. That leaves me with Oak State and Baylor. The problem with Oak State for me is they still got Spencer Sanders, and you never know how he's going to play from one game to the next. Hey, that man going to throw 600 yards. He's going to have six interceptions doing it. He can. But let me tell you about Baylor. Baylor actually played some good defense last Facts. year. No, I completely agree. They played agree. good defense. I completely agree. They're in that conversation. Gary Bohannon, still there. What a football name, And Blake Shapin, who came in and took over for him late when he got hurt. Man went like 18 for 18 straight up. Yeah. So, I, I, I think it's Texas and Baylor. I think it is Texas and Baylor. To me, my dark horse, though, I'm going to go with Oklahoma as my dark horse. I was going to go Oak State. I'm going to go Oklahoma. I agree with you. I think Brett Venables, and granted, he's coming to the SEC. But when he gets that defense in shape, I think Oklahoma is going to be tough. But they that got is facts. I think he's going to – and see, that's – you would say, man, that's the secret to the Big 12, right? Let's start playing defense. Let's get a great defensive-minded coach. Yep. But the problem is, is they ain't going to be in the Big 12 for another yep. two years. But yep. when we come to the SEC, which obviously playing great defense is going to help. So, I'm with you on the horns. I'm yep. with you. I think uh, with what he's done in the they, – they crushed it in the transfer portal. I mean, they really did. Yep. Um, Quinn Ewers, uh, as unproven quarterbacks go – that's a dang good bet. That's yeah. a good horse yep. to put some money on if you had a field of unproven quarterbacks. We know Sark, when he keeps his brain clean, is a and great it's still coach. got Bijan. It's still got Bijan. It's it's deadly, man. It really is. I mean, and they even have a, a plethora of Alabama players who decided to come over and, and say – Wide receivers galore. Wide receivers galore. It really is true. So, I, I mean, yes, that's – a, and that's not even a safe pick to me. I mean, that, yeah, I'm not right. extremely confident in that pick. So, I'm going to flip with – with what you picked, I will okay. say my dark horse will be Baylor. Okay. My pick for number – it is – how nice is it to not have to pick a division, just yeah, pick them yeah. straight up, is going to be Oklahoma State. Okay. I like Spencer Sanders, and you're completely correct. The, the comment that I even made, that man will throw for 600 yards, yeah. but he's going to throw eight interceptions yeah. in a game. Yeah. You hope that clears up. Yeah. Because you got to think. I know they didn't have Gary Bohannon, but Baylor played near perfect – in that Big 12 title game. That's true. And still only came – they only – they won by an inch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, you look at that game and what happened in that – I mean, that that game is actually an incredibly yeah. fun game to watch. 100%. Being that the backup quarterback, Blake Chapin, comes out, has the game of his life. Yeah. Plays literally near perfect, at least yeah. for three quarters. 
and then Oklahoma State surges back and loses by an inch. I like what Oklahoma State brings in terms of the defense. They're one of the few teams that play defense. We already re, uh, mentioned it in the Big 12. And I think the schedules just line up right. Yep. Obviously, I think we could see some parity and the teams right. eating themselves. You cannot forget about Oklahoma there uh, with uh, Dylan Gabriel just airing the ball out, yep. just straight air raid. Uh, the, it's, and then being in the first season of Coach Venerables, can he impact the defense that much? Yeah. What did they get in the transfer portal? But yeah, I I, I like Texas versus uh I like Texas versus Oklahoma State with my dark horse being the uh the Baylor yeah. Bears. All right, one more to go. One more to go. Uh, obviously the Pac-12. And what what is uh what before this before the off season was the easiest pick in college football? Yeah. The two teams that were going to go. And then Lincoln Riley in a just blockbuster decision yeah. that, if I remember right, broke live while we were filming. Yeah, I remember I being like, so. holy crap, he's going to, to USC. Yeah. Followed closely by a top three Heisman front runner quarterback, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Yep. And, of course, Jordan Addison now. They just keep adding pieces, man, even though yep. all that's, you know, the Jordan Addison yep. news going yep. around right now about him being a little upset about some promises not being fulfilled. We'll see how that works out and with 47 days left. And I fun. Ain't it, though, man? It's the wild, wild west out here. So, uh, so I'm just going to tell you, bro, USC, they are not going to play in the Pac-12 title game. <laughs> they are not. As cra- I can't believe I'm saying that. But, brother, Utah is uh, for real. You, I'm yep. talking as real as it gets. Yep. And you can point at the two absolutely holes that they stopped in Oregon last year two yep. times, yep. almost in back-to-back. It Was it back-to-back weeks? Almost close back-to-back enough. weeks. Yeah, close enough. I'm going with the Utah Utes yep. versus the Oregon Ducks yep. in uh, Dan Lanning's first year. Yep. And I say all this because the conference is just that bad. It is. That, yep. Do I think Washington? I've always been high on Herman, Arizona State. That has never worked out. Uh, Oregon State, they're good for an upset every year. Yeah. Uh, yep. USC, who I think can be extremely deadly, I just think going up against Utah is going to be their downfall. Yeah. Give me Utah and Oregon in what we will clearly call the worst conference in college football. Yeah, and as of now. Well, granted, I want I want to say this too though. I think so. The Pac-12 North is extremely weak. That's Oregon's Oregon's side of the conference. They're, it's, Brutal. There's it's nobody, them and nobody else. It's them and nobody else. So Oregon Oregon's going to win that division. Easy. Should yeah. it shouldn't even be a question. Yeah. So before today. My prediction was USC goes to the Pac-12 championship. USC makes the playoffs in Lincoln Riley's first year. Right. I went back and looked. I'm saying on that, no shot. I went back and looked, and Utah wins that division. Utah wins the conference. I'm just going to be frank with you. Utah with Cameron Rising coming back is just going to be insane. Plus, USC has to travel to Utah. To play that game, there's no way. There's no way. No USC way. will be short my, of Cameron Rising getting hurt yeah, like he 100%. did the Ohio State. But you know when they yeah. when they had to bring the backup yeah. in, no shot. USC will be my dark horse in that conference, but it's Utah. It's Utah all the way. Because let's also not look over the fact that Caleb Williams is still a true sophomore. Yeah, like we saw yeah. a lot of growing pains 
at Oklahoma. Yeah. Did he have moments of just absolute greatness? Of course he did, uh, for sure. Yeah. That Texas comeback, though, we talked about it all the time. My dude was just yeah. throwing balls up, and Texas defenders couldn't freaking yeah. bite him down. I agree. That man was literally throw. I could have thrown just well, not as far, not as much touch, <laughs> but that man was just throwing balls up, and the people yeah. in freaking maroon were bringing them down, or I agree. red, whatever you want to I call agree. that color. So, as excited as I am to see what USC can do, and I think in you, I think year two, year three, year four, it becomes a dynasty, at least in the Pac-12 for USC. Yeah, I think right now it's Utah. It's uh, it's Oregon. Yeah, and so are we doing some playoff predictions now? We got to, dude. We got to. I didn't even look. I looked. I didn't write down. I think it's the Cotton Bowl and something else this year. I couldn't tell you right off the rip. I'd have to Literally, it doesn't matter. It just sounds good if we know it. They just sock it, them every year. It doesn't they matter. They really do. Yeah. Even though Kirby's won four out of six, so I'm hoping. Hey, place him in one that he yeah, hadn't won absolutely. yet and give him the opportunity. Absolutely. All right. So let's just go. Uh, Bama, Georgia. Who do you have winning the SC title game? I could see this going one of two ways. Yeah, Georgia or Bama. Accurate. What what I I mean is, uh, a truer statement has never been mentioned on the podcast. What I mean is, I can see Georgia winning the SEC championship and then Bama winning the Natty, kind of a flip flop of this year. Or I could just see Georgia losing it straight up and not get to a Natty, which is kind of what I'm predicting. Actually, I'm going to predict Alabama wins this ball game. Well, I don't. I'm not going to argue with you at all. Yes, I would have Alabama winning. The problem is Georgia does not win in Atlanta, especially not to the freaking Crimson Tide. Like <laughs> those who ignore history are doomed to repeat it. Well, history tells me in the last like seven times they played in that building, Alabama wins and yep. wins clean, except yep. for obviously the you know yep. the blown defensive coverages, second and twenty, yep. whatever. Yep. Who gives a f? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Who gives a frick, man? I'm not salty about it. We finally won one, but um. But yes, I got uh, I got Alabama. All right. So in your scenario, who wins the uh, the ACC? I'm gonna go with NC State. I think NC State's gonna win that that uh, ACC, and I think Miami's one year away. I think they are. I okay. think next year's their year. All right. I got Clemson winning the ACC. Okay. In terms of the uh, let's go Pac-12. Who do you have winning the Pac-12? I think it's, it's both clear. Utah. Three, two, one. It's yeah. Utah. My bad. I wait. No, no, wait. you're good. <laughs> hey, hey, that's perfectly fine. Um, Big Twelve. Who do you have winning the Big Twelve? I'm going with Texas. All right, I got Oklahoma State winning the okay. Big 12. Um, and then whenever we go to, what are we missing? The Big 10? Big 10. Clearly, 3-2-1, uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. All right, so that brings us to a playoff picture. Yep. Okay? And this is where it just really gets messy, right? Yeah, it does. Because you, you, in order to have a really good idea of your playoff picture, you really have to pull up about 15 schedules, yeah. cross-examine them to say, okay, if this scenario happens, if yeah. this scenario yeah. happens, if Clemson wins this game, can this be possible, so forth and so on. Um, your one seed will end up being? Alabama. Okay, same for me. My one seed will be Alabama. Uh, who will your two seed be? Ohio State. Exactly. That is yeah. mine as well. Yeah. Who will your three seed be? Is it Georgia? It is Georgia. <laughs> Four seeds would be interesting. It is. I feel like we might have the same so, one. So though. here's so here's where here's where I would say a losing Georgia goes to the playoff. Yeah. Which we've literally seen happen already. Yeah. It happened this last year. And they lose in the SC title game. I have Georgia going undefeated in the regular season. I do too. Yeah. If they stay, if they stay focused, there's nobody on the team on the schedule that can. I beat agree. Them. Obviously, last year we saw everybody except Georgia slip up. We yeah. even saw A yeah. and M. Like literally, last year was just chaos yeah. in college football, right? 
Oregon is interesting, but if Georgia has that game circled like they did Clemson, they'll beat them by 30 points. Yeah. Tennessee, you mentioned Hendon Hooker, that offense. The problem is, is our the problem for Tennessee is our secondary is going to be the highlight of the defense. And it's in Athens. Should be. And it's in Athens. Florida, always tricky. Uh, Auburn, ugh, yeah. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really fearful of Brian Harson. Right. Those are the ones I guess that I would be weary of. Right. Here's why I think they get in. Because there's, because, you know, there was even talk this year of should Georgia have even gone to the playoff. Right. After getting Molly Wapped in the SC title game. Yeah. And ultimately, because of their perf- dominant performance of 10.2 points per game throughout the year, defensively, I'm just what I'm talking about. They were able to go, right? Right. I think you see the same thing this year in that there's just not enough good team. I don't think there will be that person who you go, okay, they went undefeated, but they lost to Alabama. Yeah. Well, number one, who's beaten Alabama that often? There's not really – there's right. no answer right. there, yeah. just like you did this year. Yeah. And number two, who do you replace them with? Right. So that's one, two, and three. Okay. You want me to go first? Let me just confirm who I, who I have here. I go to I got Utah. I got Utah as well. Right, there we go. That's crazy. Perfect match. That is crazy. I also have Utah. Just because yep. who's gonna beat them? Ah, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Who's on their schedule? They yep. don't have like some massive game where they screw around and play a, a Notre Dame or something. Right. Like, yeah. There's nobody in that conference who can touch them. Yeah. The problem is 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 the same thing with Georgia. Is you just got to handle your business. You do. Yeah. But who's going to beat a U.S. USC is a great shot to beat them. I mean, yep. I'm not going to act like it doesn't. Oregon will have a great shot to beat them because I'm yep. pretty sure they'll end up playing twice. Right. So obviously, that's always nerve wracking to play a team twice. Yeah. But I mean, it's just there's just no there's nobody in the Pac-12. I agree. It I feels agree. a lot like Ohio State and everybody else in the yeah. Big Ten. Yeah, I agree. So now you've got Alabama and Utah. You've got Georgia and Ohio State. Yeah. Leave your bias at the door. Let's pick the easy one first. Alabama, Utah. Alabama. You don't think Cam Rising and that offense can give him some trouble? No, I think Will Anderson's going to murder him. <laughs> that is an, that's a terrifying. Them two on that defensive side of the football. Yeah, hundred percent. Will be uh, will be will be something to see. And I'm with you. I'm with you. I would I would love to sit here and have this conversation with you seeing a full yeah schedule and yeah. being like, okay, they're actually playing. Yeah, you know, because. We tried to make an argument for Cincinnati last year. Yeah. There wasn't. I think we would both agree that Utah was a better team than Cincinnati this past year. Yeah. But you had to give them that. You had to let them try to – and honestly, they didn't play terrible. Right. Okay. Gosh darn it, that running back just happened to say, I think I'm on run for 7,000 yards today against the Cincinnati defense, and they couldn't stop him. Uh, Yeah, Bryce Young didn't even have to throw the football if he didn't want to. Nope. Now, Georgia versus Ohio State. I will say it if you don't want to. Oh, it's Ohio State. Ohio State beats them. Yeah, I got I agree. to. I agree. I just – listen, so first off it was, can Georgia prove they can win the Natty? Yeah. No. They did that. The next thing is, can you prove you don't have another 41-year drought? Can you prove you can become a dynasty? Yeah. Which, that's the thing that I hate. You know, people yeah. like to talk about Curry Smart. There's only like one team in the in the history of the last, you know – seven years of college football that yeah. finished consistently in the top five. It's Alabama. I yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It's Georgia. Alabama yeah. even freaking loses to uh, to Bo Nix and Jordan Hare. Yeah. And, you know, 45-42, oh, yeah. and they finished like 16th that year. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you want to talk about consistent placements, 
it's Kirby and Georgia, but obviously in the playoff era, we've only made it twice, yep. and now we've won a natty. So until you prove you can take that next next step to the to like the Miamis of the early nineties, yep. to yep. the Alabama of now, to the Clemson of now, yep. I have to go. You, you got to dance with the with the one you brought. You got to bet on the on the brave horse and that Ohio State offense, especially if the defense can turn the corner. Yeah, they're going to be deadly. I agree. Is there any argument on your side for Georgia? I mean, there has to be. When you're talking playoff teams, two of the best. So, you know what I'm saying? When, when it comes to Georgia, I think the one thing, the argument I hate is the defense is going to take a downturn. The defense is going to be worse. I don't think the defense is going to oh, be no. worse Greg, statistically. I, I've referenced it a million times. Greg McElroy's statement in that Georgia's defense will take a step back in the, in the Georgia yeah. spring game. Yeah. He said, what, you're going to go from 10.2 points per game to 10.8? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think a lot of it rides on 13. It does. Well, the question for me on defense is who takes 17's place where you beat 41 on the helmet when he blows a coverage Facts. and gets it straightened up? And if if the defense cannot hold Ohio State to a minimal amount of points, the offense is just not, it's not set up to be explosive enough to score 20 points in 15 – you know, realistically, when the game's getting away from you, it's not set up to be able to score. But it is this year more than it was last it year. It is. I agree with You're, that. I they talk about that. it all the time on Dog Nation Daily. You are looking at a Georgia team who could very easily average 45-plus a game. I agree. I like, agree. you really could. With the offensive, if if 13 can do what 13 – like, see, that's another thing. Obviously, we're not going to get into the whole nobody gives 13 enough credit. Literally, yeah. we were on TikTok Live the other night. And this Georgia fan hopped in. He's like, go dogs!" You know, I see you're a master Georgia fan and all this stuff because I'm in my office packing up. And, yep. and he's like, I still I still don't like 13. And I'm like, come on, brother. Yeah. He won you a natty. So forth. But, but we don't get everybody. into that. But this is his first time ever. Nobody's on his heels. Nope. Hey, Kirby walks up to him last year after the national championship game. This is all hypothetical. This never happened. But he hands him the football and goes, all right, brother, let's run it back. Yeah. Your QB one is you and everybody else. Yeah. There ain't a single night. Carson Beck, Brock, whatever. Yeah. yeah, you struggle in six different ball games. Maybe we make a change. But brother, yeah. it's yours. He got every QB one snap in spring, so forth and so on. I agree. So the potential is there. It is. But I'm gonna have to go with uh with, yeah. uh, with Ohio State. Actually, he got winning it all. Oh man. Do you want to can you go first? This is just such I mean, it's it's a we we are now. What into is it, our, number seven? Yeah, it would be seven. Yeah, I got we're, Alabama. <laughs> we're now well, we're now in the nineteenth coin flip. It's a maybe on top of a maybe on top of a maybe yeah. on top of this team doing that on top of this yeah. team. And now we're down to two teams. Yeah. And uh where do you know what is the the game's in LA, which I love. I know that. Yeah, That's it's cool, it's in that That's Ram awesome. Stadium. That's same awesome. place that the Super Bowl took place. Just yeah. freaking from what we've seen, a beautiful stadium yeah. on television. Yeah. And like Mr. Beast did like a video in it and it's, That's it's cool. dude, That's it's cool. crazy. It's crazy, right? I mean, there's there's conversations for both. I, I mean, you literally could, you you could have Ohio State's offense do what Georgia's defense this year did and be just extremely prolific. You could. I'm with you. I think you you got to go yeah. with Alabama. You got to go with history. Yeah. You got to go with been there, done that. We saw Ohio, the lights get bright for Ohio State. We've seen them yeah. get bright for Ohio State in multiple occasions. I mean. You know, Justin Fields and that crew ran up in you know ran up against them. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah, two years yeah, ago. I believe so. And got whooped by twenty plus points. I agree. 
It's I gotta just, go Alabama, man. What does what what can CJ Stroud do under duress? He didn't do really well under duress last year. And, and guess who's breathing down your neck? I was about to say Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. You'll be under monuments of duress that game. What so, a one-two punch, man! Yeah, it's it's gonna be Alabama for me. I'm with you. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Alabama. Well, there you have it. There we that have was a it. lot. And there's so much more that like I would love. You know, I texted you today and I was like, "You got any bold predictions?" Yeah. I would love to go through all that stuff, but we just simply uh. Life, life gets in the yeah. way, don't it? Yeah. Life, life, uh, life is funny yeah. that way. Um, and today, in this case, the home run derby. The home run derby, bro. We gotta order some food, dude. I'm starving. <laughs> Have you eaten yet? No, I'm dude, trying I'm, to diet, but if you want to, oh, order dude, food, I'm going may. to Popeyes for sure, or I'm door dashing it to your front door, or we're loading up in that truck real. We're gonna pause that home run derby and go freaking see what's going on. So, uh, I do want to say this. I know we said it already, but like. What a fun ride, man. It has been. Yeah. What an absolute blessing it has been to sit in here with you every day as one of my absolute best friends on this earth to talk about something that 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 I have loved from the moment I understood what it was. Um to every single person who has if you've listened to just one episode, thank you so much. If you've yeah. interacted with us on Twitter, Facebook, out in the real world, it has been an absolute pleasure to come. And I want to say this too. Tell me if you agree. This took work. It did, yeah. Like you don't a lot understand of time. a lot of time. Like you, like I'm not kidding you when I tell you that. And this is pretty much goes for Jordan too. You're looking at starting watching football. You wake up at the butt crack of dawn Saturday morning. Yeah. Like you're talking seven, six, eight, somewhere in there. You're watching college football until, for me personally, three a.m. until final ends. Yeah. And then you're going to bed, and then you gotta somehow wake up collect all of your thoughts, sit here and give strong, coherent arguments for college football that you just watched, and then preview every single game that was happening that next Saturday. That's not, as much as I love to do it, that was not an easy thing to do. It's time-consuming. There there were days where we didn't want to sit on that freaking cream granny Joe couch (laughs) and go, let me, as fun as it was when you end up in the the room and get it done, so... From the bottom of my heart, it has been an absolute pleasure. I thank y'all for everything. Yeah, turn absolutely. it over to you. I appreciate everything. I mean, it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun opportunity to take, and yeah, it's gonna be. And I will say this: it's only goodbye for now. Who knows what the future holds? <laughs> Very true. Who knows? Me and Jordan one day could be doing this from the freaking from Sanford Stadium, sitting That's there true. out on a thing. Like I have no idea what the future holds. Uh, obviously. Jordan, where can the people find you on social media? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six. Uh, on my Your Facebook post, um, be jumping. My Facebook post from be the jumping. Braves to football to like yeah. you know memorabilia stuff. You, you do a good job of, of yep. posting on there. Mine is normally Twitter. You can find my Twitter. I think it's Connor Mason seventy uh, seven. Realistically, the Bash Brothers podcast uh, Twitter account will be mute. Yep. I mean, there's really no reason. If something crazy happens in college football, because there is a community of 500-plus people there yep. who we know enjoys our content, you know, I'm I'm not going to say we won't tweet from there every now and then. Right. I don't even know how much football I'm going to be privileged to watch here yep. in, the, in the next four years. Obviously, I'm going to do everything in my power <laughs> to be able to. But, uh, yeah, you can find me, Connor Mason Chandler, on Instagram, Connor Chandler on uh, Twitter, and then Connor Chandler on Facebook and uh it is just, man, holy cow, as sad as it is, um, we are the Bash Brothers. And for one final time, for now, signing off. Yerp.